Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, my charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, this one is uh, going to be Jeff is Perturbed episode. Uh, this is, comes after the Denver Nuggets lost to the Atlanta Hawks um, in Atlanta, uh, a place where they always lose. And uh, more about the way they approached the game, the way they handled the game, and everything. There, there was just an, a lot to be not happy with. <laughs> with this game uh and i'm I just go to the people who cover this team and do podcast daily podcasts um for a more in-depth feel I, i'm not going to get into that i don't do that anymore um where i do is i cover big picture things and this is going to be this game reflected a very big picture thing that we need to talk about um that was a um it wasn't embarrassing, but it was embl- it was emblematic of something that has been going on for years and years. Uh, in the first half, I'm going to talk about um, the superstar on this team. And the second half, I'm going to talk about uh, the coach um, for two completely different reasons. But we'll get into that. Um, 
first of all, um, the Nuggets came out and were down 13 to two, and uh, really that set the tone for the game. And where this is where I'm at. This has been too consistent over too many years for this not to be a thing. And where I'm frustrated is the fact that this seems to be something that emanates from Nikola Jokic. The kind of underestimating, maybe not underestimating, but the kind of the, the blasé approach to things seems to emanate from him. Um, it's too consistent and it has been this way for most of Jokic's ten tenure aside from maybe the eighteen nineteen season where the Nuggets really, when they won 54 games, they really kind of, there was a different kind of mindset. Um, and they didn't tend to have these huge letdown games like this against teams that they should beat. Um, last night, uh, if you, you know, right before the game, we learned that Trey Young would not be playing, and I immediately knew the Nuggets would let down, and they did. And um, there was no urgency in the in the starting unit, and aside from the third quarter, just didn't didn't seem like they were interested, and it was, and it seemed to follow Jokic because he in the third quarter was like finally decided to start playing a little and not foul and do all that stuff. It was just, it was just frustrating because I think, you know, of all the, th- it, I'm, I'm not going to be a person here that is going to get on Jokic and in a sense that he is got these, all these faults and he um, is, you know, not deserving of a back-to-back MVP. I'm not going to do that because quite frankly, that would be stupid. Uh, and I would never do that. Um, I will say that there is um, two fundamental issues that I've always had with Nikola Jokic that this team and some of it is not him not understanding the ecology of a of a of an NBA roster specifically. Um, still, after all these years, some of this has to do with Jokic um, and his weird kind of. It's not even nonchalance. It's like it's like he's annoyed with having to be playing basketball. And um, obviously, some of this has to do with the, the all the work that he had to put in just to get the Nuggets to the playoffs the previous two years. Okay, but on the flip side of that, it is almost like and it is very weird. It is like he is just resenting the fact that he has to play basketball. And it is, and some maybe this some of this has to do with uh, his expanding family. You know, maybe that's it, new father stuff, or maybe it's just the fact that he's got this. He it just I don't understand the kind of the annoyance that he has with having to deal with playing basketball right now. Um, uh, he has his attitude this year has been bizarre. Um, he is, uh, almost constantly annoyed and it is really off putting. And it kind of has reflected in his kind of blase play. I mean, this tells shows you how good, how good he is. He's in the MVP conversation and he's just, he's basically kind of, the, uh, the, the, the physical embodiment of a shrug right now. And some of that is just the reflection of, of Jokic, his personality and the way he approaches the game. And, and it's, it's frustrating. It's the, the frustrating aspect of this is he, uh, should know by now that his attitude reflects on filters down to the rest of the team. There have been two of these really, th- of the three really awful losses that the Nuggets have had this year 
he's been playing. And uh, against bad teams, and Atlanta's not a bad team, they're a mediocre team, um, and they didn't have their best player. And it was just it was just so predictable that they would they would lose. Um, the other problem the Nuggets have really kind of not been able to really solve is Jokic is not a rim protector and they have tried to to do different sorts of defenses to make up for that they've been they played way too much drop coverage yesterday I mean everyone could see it and when you play drop it it puts a lot of stress on your guards with Jokic who um, and some wing players to to quote, quote cover they, they in if you're playing drop, you're allow, you're you're wanting Jokic to just be in position. You're not looking for him to to do either um, weak side blocks, or you're not um, trying to get him to be the classic rim rim protector. You're looking for him to be in position. Um, he is not exactly fleet of foot on in in these occasions, and he you know will get steals and stuff like that. But he's not going to protect the rim. And what ends up happening is it puts a lot of stress on your perimeter defense to compensate for that. So your wings and specifically your guards to prevent penetration. And when you play as far drop like that, sometimes you can get lobs over you. Uh, they seem to uh, Clint Capella seems to have that over Jokic, um, and these things kind of like have uh, are been consistent. So the Nuggets really need to be doing a lot more hedging um, and uh, aggressive hedging and covering for the on, on the backside if Jokic is aggressively hedging out front. Um, the problem with that is um, passes have been getting behind. The defense like that and what's they what they've been doing is and what Jokic specifically has been doing is the old kickball uh I think there was like four kickballs in the first half like Duante Murray was uh trying to DeJounte Murray was trying to uh um get these passes in between the defenders and Jokic would kick the leg out that's what Kenyon Martin used to do it was the old kickball thing uh you can get as many kickballs as you want you don't you're not going to uh, get a you know extra penalty and that doesn't won't result in a free throw it'll just be you know possession 14 seconds on the clock um what we have seen here is that it's hard for the nuggets to compensate for a center that if you're playing drop you need to have a rim protecting center you really do you need to have a center that's able to cover in space if you hedge out too much you need to have uh, if, if, if you're if your coverage is playing and having a Jokic specifically aggressively hedge in a pick and roll, then what you're you're trying to do is to have everyone else stressed to the back, and they haven't been able to do that. Um, Jokic is a problem in as far as building a defense around. Um, this is going to be true just in general because of all the spacing that is built in the league. Um, and Jokic, I don't think enjoys playing aggressively hedging i don't think that is something he likes doing but at the same time they change up the coverages and he gets lobs on his head all the time and uh it is frustrating i'm sure i know for him and it's frustrating to build a defense around that and Jokic will never be a uh rim protecting center you know he compensates in other ways and what you're looking for him to do is to be in position and it really stresses on your guards. And I will get to that in the second half of this podcast and talking about the Nuggets approach here and what the coach has been saying, um, which I'm done with. I'm just absolutely done with. But they've tried different approaches. 
But the biggest issue with that Jokic has had is that his attitude has just been shitty this year. I'll be honest with you. He's just had a shitty attitude. And it's just filtered in. I mean, there are only 22 games into the season, but this is a something to watch. Um, and I don't think this team, and someone asked me this question earlier today, they don't think this team can afford, specifically even Jokic, due to just to just various stresses that you've had on on this team going through through the year is that you you cannot afford to um uh have a lackadaisical approach because quite frankly you if you're going to build a defense and have it on a string you need you're going to need to be tense all the time you know my my view of defense is that you need to be good in moments and the thing with the nuggets is they're they they haven't even been good in moments um this has been bad and it's been and then i've noticed it from last night and going back further is that Jokic it all kind of depends on how engaged he is and last night he wasn't engaged other than the third quarter he just wasn't and I'm sorry, Nicola, but that, that you have to be engaged in order for this team to respond to you. you. It always takes everything from the top. We need to stop blaming Michael Malone for the way this team is sometimes doesn't come out as aggressively as they should. That is emanating directly from Nikola Jokic, and it is frustrating. And I'm going to get shit for this. I know I'm going to get shit for this. And, and I, 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 look, whatever. Like, uh, you're not going to hurt me, but there is this, there's this feeling that, that Jokic can't be touched as far as this goes. And it's been proven over and over and over again that when Jokic, when Jokic is blah, the team is, and he's got to be aware of this. And it, and I don't even, I don't know if it's a nexus between whether he's aware of, like not quote unquote aware of this, or if he is just doesn't care, but it's something to watch because this team's 14 and eight and it's in their second in the West, man. It's weird to kind of be critical of this, but this team has had some awful, awful losses this year, inexcusable losses this year, losses that, 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 you know, I, I like, look, I'm not the, and I'll talk to you, talk about this in the second, you know, half of the podcast, you know, uh, I'm not obviously not Malone's biggest fan, but I have sympathy for him here. I mean, when your best player is Mr. Nonchalant, and this year he's been Mr. Pissy. I mean, it just, it, it, you, you, Nicola needs to know this and I just don't get it. I just don't get why he is, is, is like this, this year, you know, I, yes, he's earned, earned the right to have leeway because he's the two time MVP. Hasn't he earned the right to take it easy with a team that has, has proved exactly nothing in the playoffs. It's one thing for Shaquille O'Neal to take a whole uh, uh, regular season off when his teams, when he was three-time Finals MVP. It's quite another to have, uh, you know, you know, and win three titles. It's quite another to have this thing where this team hasn't really proved anything in the playoffs, and you're just trying to get there to get to the where you are a championship team. Um, it sucks to be the have the head that wears the crown, and maybe Jokic doesn't like that sort of thing. For, for, but from my perception, his his uh, nonchalance is rubbing off, and he needs to step it up. And if he doesn't step it up, this team's not going anywhere, folks. And, and I'm talking about in the attitude department. If he's if if he is not unwilling to step it up as far as as having a uh, uh, an approach that galvanizes the team from the jump. 
then it's just, it's just not going to work. I understand getting other people involved. I understand all of that stuff, but you have to do it to where you yourself are engaged because all of those players are looking at Nikola Jokic. And when he comes out and he's just kind of shrugging his shoulders and, and, and not fully participating and uh, just being kind of mopey, it's, the team's going to be mopey and they're going to start off really poorly. And that's just, uh, it sucks. And this, this team needs to be better than that. And Nikola Jokic needs to understand that his effect, his personality affects everything on this team. And he needs to improve that. All right, on um, the second half of this podcast, we're going to be talking about the coach and uh, specifically uh, how I am done hearing him talk about defense. But first, I'm going to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field. Right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com. Go to bfwdenver.com. Pick up all they've got to offer there. They've got even more stock available. It's great for Christmas. So do it now. Uh, If you want a delivery, shipment, anything like that, get it it now. So uh, they will ship it to you and get you some some nice, nice bottles of wine. Uh, You can also uh, uh, go to Blanche Family Wines and get some of the more selection because they've got partnerships with Western Slope Wineries. they got everything you need from whites to reds to blends to rosés, anything that you need, and they're all really good. Uh, the 2018 Cabernet is my personal favorite right now, but they also have a Blake Street blend, which is also very good. And they also got a uh, some Zen and everything you need for a great wine selection. And they also do catering and they do events. So contact them on bfwdenver.com and they will uh, be able to help you with your big party, Christmas party, or whatever you need. Once again, they're located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Wazee, beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. They're always online at bfwdenver.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. When you go in or you talk to them, tell them Jeff Morton from CSU Podcast sent you. I don't want to hear Michael Malone talk about defense ever again. I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear him rail on the team when they have a 20 point victory over a bad team. I don't want to hear, uh, how about the team has disappointed you. Uh, I don't want to hear about a player texting you to apologize for something. I don't want to hear any of that because at this point, at this point, eight years in, it's becoming self-serving and, People don't need to, you know, the greater public doesn't need to hear how you're disappointed and the lack of defense. It's been eight years. There has not been a single great defensive team here in Denver. Don't talk about it anymore. We do not need to hear this. Michael Malone needs to just concentrate on things he can control because at this point, at this point, it's becoming very clear. The more he rails, the less it means. And quite frankly, it comes across as self-serving and it, it's just, we don't need to hear it anymore. Um, win the games. And I don't care how you win the games, you know, win it by offense, win it by, um, you know, grinding a team down defensively. I don't care. Just win the games. And that should be the goal. Um, I have been and covered a lot of coaches here in Denver, and each of them have approached things a little differently. Okay. George Carl, by the time I was covering him, was more of a CEO. 
Uh, it wasn't quite as hands-on, but he was still the charismatic George Carl that we always knew. Um, Brian Shaw was a little more befuddled. Um, I liked Brian Shaw personally. Um, he was let down by his assistants, but he approached things more similar to, to Michael Malone in that he had his things that he would constantly bring up in uh post-game scrums and but it got to the point where it started getting ridiculous i mean we, he was just start talking about stuff that uh that just didn't matter um michael malone has always had his things from the beginning and uh, one of those things is defense and he's very aware now i think we all know this that of his reputation as of being a defensive coach um it's to the point now where it's bordering on asinine to where to constantly bring this up and some of this is on the media constantly at talking about defense and all this stuff to be honest with you uh in 2022 2023 season uh people should really stop harping on this shit because it doesn't matter we all know exactly why the nuggets have issues Michael Porter Jr. has not been in a single game for the last five games, and this defense still sucks. So obviously, MPJ is not the problem. Um, this team is got struggles because they don't have quote unquote a rim protector. They don't have a, and their base is is a little different. They have to approach it differently. To right now, it doesn't matter because you're looking to be a championship team. Things will develop through the year. I am getting sick and had it up to my eyeballs, basically, of looking at every post-game presser that he does and him talking about defense and they should be better at defense than you commitment for defense, blah, 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 blah. Whether it be win, whether it be loss, I don't want to hear it anymore. It has been eight years. And I've got to the point now where it just doesn't help him or anything. It doesn't help him. He needs to just not talk about it anymore. Th some things will take care of themselves. Some things will not, right? But when you get up there and you constantly talk about it, as if you're not part of the ecosystem of the team, it just starts becoming ridiculous and self-serving. It, it doesn't benefit you. It, it well... You know, maybe the perception is it would benefit you. I don't know. I'm not in Michael Malone's head, but it doesn't matter anymore. He needs to stop talking about it because it's been eight years. Eight years of the same thing. And, and, and quite frankly, he just needs to win games. You have championship expectations. Just win the damn games. That's it. The, the... Uh, putting the starters in when the team was up 20 points against Houston was not a good look. It wasn't a good look. And it you need to move on from doing stuff like that because that's the crap you do when you have a developing team. And that's exactly what Malone did back in 2015 and 2016 and 2017, right? That's what he did. They would get upset. There was a game against Toronto. The Nuggets were up 26, and um, they, the lead got down to 20. Uh, I think it was like 22, and he put the starters back in. He, he took a rage timeout. Took a, I, you don't do that anymore. This is this is, this is is a veteran team full of veteran players. And then going on after and telling people to to be grown men and all that stuff, it, it's all performative. It, none of that matters. 
And part two of this is stop talking about defense because there is just a consistency to this. And it doesn't matter because it just doesn't make you look any better than the team at that point. You just need to stop talking about it and just win games. Go out there and win games. It doesn't matter if you win 150 to 145 or 100 to 95. It does not matter. Win the games. Because the more you win the games, the more you have home court advantage, and the more you can develop through the year. And you can get that personal identity. But talking about it does absolutely nothing. And I think and most people who are listening to this are getting to the point where they just kind of shrug their shoulders and go, well, here he is talking about defense again. I, it just, it just, you just need to win games. You are a team that with championship expectations and you know, hopefully you can develop through the year, but getting out there doing, you know, taking rage timeouts, doing performative hijinks uh, and all this stuff, it, none of it benefits you. None of it benefits the team. Just win. That's it. 100%. All you need to do is win. And none of this, none of this will matter. All right, thank you all for joining me in the latest Mortcast. I will be back, uh, I think, Monday or Tuesday with another episode. Goodbye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy thanks to amazing odor control. Fresh Step Clumping Cat Litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliate. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. 
No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.